This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. Of all the things we can do in our lives that will actually make a difference, oh, everybody thinks they have a perspective on that. I could do this. I could win lotto. Um, you know, I could get a better job. There's so many different, I guess you call suggestions as to what would be a really good thing to do with your time. Something very special that you could do that would make a lasting influence, that would make a lasting impression. Well, the Vedic literature says, no, you're all wrong. The answer to what is the best influence that you can get is a moment's association with a saintly person. A person who is totally devoted to the Lord, who is free from all material inebrieties, who has no self-interest, who is simply on a mission intended for the upliftment of the human society, who is simply benevolent to all beings, who is empowered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead to deliver knowledge and information, who is kind, compassion, merciful upon everyone, association with that person changes one's life. The Vedic literature states it repeatedly. That this particular one I'm referring to here says, the value of a moment's association with a pure devotee of the Lord cannot even be compared with attainment of the heavenly planets or liberation from the struggle for existence and what to speak of worldly benedictions in the form of material prosperity. That is how Vedic literature describes it. Because the association with someone who is purified he does not aspire for heavenly planet. He does not aspire for liberation from material bondage. He's not here for material pleasures that are obtained in any of the planets, let alone this one. He is already liberated because his life, his work, his attention, his focus is totally upon the mission of the Lord. And he is acting in such a way that he's engaged in transcendental activities, instructions from the Lord for the betterment of you and I. He's not here for himself. He's not trying to make money. He's not trying to get possessions. He's not trying to own anything. He's simply developing and structuring knowledge, the distribution of transcendental devotional service, and resources where people can congregate together to discuss these very topics. It's important for someone who wants to be self-realized to associate with other people who are trying to be self-realized because of our uniqueness, because of us being individuals with a unique perspective and experience. We bring forth a concept, a perspective of spirituality that's unique to the next person. This denotes the unlimited potencies of the Supreme Personality of God in the Lord has a relationship with every living entity, and in that is unique. And that is why we are all unique, too. We have a unique exchange with the Supreme Lord, and therefore we have a unique perspective on developing the qualities of a godly person. Becoming spiritual people, becoming selfless people, we have a unique perspective. So when we mix and mingle, we encourage each other, we inform each other, we enlighten each other about additional ways that we can purify ourselves and we can raise ourselves to those higher platforms. This is the real benefit of association. 
Now, I'm speaking about association of like-minded people who are endeavoring to develop their consciousness. But the Vedic literature here is referring to those who are already totally purified in consciousness and are offering benediction to everyone else. This is a saintly person. The saintly person is not in it for himself. Srila Prabhupada, our spiritual master, was a devotee of the Lord as a, as a small child. His entire family were devoted to God. And they raised him to be uh, a worshiper, a respecter, a highly advanced person who had spiritual perspective only. He wasn't given the material perspective of life. He was given the spiritual perspective of life from youth. Now just imagine if we were able to educate and imbibe spiritual concepts into the youth of humanity such that they had their own principles, morals, ethics, and values that they based their lives on that took them, guided them, and sustained them through their sojourn of life, their struggle for existence, their development, the different stages of uh, material existence from you know, youth and growing, and marriage, uh, corporate activities, business, retirement, right on down to focusing spiritual consciousness at the end of life. This means that the society would be influenced by these people. It means that the association of these people would be sought after. That everyone would be growing and learning and developing more understanding of the proper, proper perspectives of life. That people wouldn't have doubt about what is reality. There would be a certainty about things people call esoteric or things they call uh, mystic. They're not. They're described that way in the, this material world because this material world is based on not being held responsible for your actions. So anything that is uh, not quite physical, they say is theory, possible. But there's no certainty to it. But the Vedic literature uh, disregards those things and ex explains to you, educates you about the certainty of all sorts of planes and platforms of existence above just what our senses perceive. I mean, every one of you can uh, accept and can uh, recall how they personally, you all, everyone listening to me, you have personally had the situation where you enter a room and you can feel that there's been an argument going on and everyone just clammed up when you walked in. Now, your senses didn't pick it up. You didn't hear it. You didn't see it. You weren't in on it. But when you enter the room, you can feel it. Another level of feeling. Yeah, right. So, some of you can't tell. How can you tell? It's not physical. But physical is only a portion of our existence. We exist on the subtle platform, too. Myself and many people I've spoken to, many people I have known, always not now and again, always know who's on the phone when it rings. They hear a ring, they, they oh, the phone is ringing, and pop, into their head comes, it's Mr. So-and-so, it's my friend, it's my mother, it's my boss. They know, and they, hello, yes, that's who it was. These subtle, plain skills are being neglected by this society because they want you watching television. They don't want you noticing all the criminal things that are going on in your name or with your tax dollar <laughs> or in your society. 
and the exploitation that's going on. They don't want you looking at that. So they deny that you can tell that they're lying to you. They deny that you are right when you suspect them of criminal things. And they try to make you look at the television, look at your phone, look at a screen, look at anything else that's got a flicker rate that calms your mind. Oh, I can't sleep unless I watch TV. I want to come home from work and sit down and watch the television and go mindlessly numb. That's a failed life. That is a person who will not advance in their life. They are failed. They've already stopped. They, whatever age they're at, when they go to that plane and they accept that as their goal, they fail. They will not make any intelligent development the rest of their life. It isn't possible. Because they're not open to the possibility there's something better. They have gone to this semi-comatose state induced by the electronic devices of our time. And they feel it, ah, oh, it's massaging my brain and it makes things I don't want to think about go away. And it keeps me from looking at stuff that I, I can't do anything about it anyway. So a person like that is not saintly. A person like that is not good association. And we have millions of them. And our society, our education system, our government, our television, our Hollywood, all these things are producing those kind of people on purpose. So there's no rising up of the common man against the criminal things that are going on. The lying, the cheating, the stealing, the embezzlement, the te traitors, terrorism, etc., etc. It's all going on uh, in your name <laughs> without your permission. It's all going on to destroy the planet, destroy the money, destroy our resources, destroy the food, contaminate everything. News, biggest contamination, one of the biggest contaminations we have is of information. All the information coming out now is contaminated. It's called spin. They've learned how to juggle the words such that you don't actually get to know what was really going on, but you think you know the story now. So all of these things are happening because we're not associating with saintly persons. Because we've not had a taste of what a real saint what a real purified person is like. Because everybody's being raised like mass consciousness. They're not being raised God consciousness. So we have denial. Denial of responsibility, denial of uh, need, denial of growth, denial of God, denial. That's the whole goal. The goal of the people at the top is to make you deny God. To make you atheist, to make you agnostic. To make you fight with someone of another religion. That if you have a religious belief that's strong, they try to show you how, oh, there's people of other religions that do this. There's other uh, methods of worship that are like this. So that you'll have uh, not brotherly relations with someone else, not saintly relations with someone else, critical, fault-finding, condemning. And we have it constantly. The television is a condemning, critical device. They're constantly finding fault. They're constantly talking about death and murder. They're constantly saying, oh, suspicious. Well, his name is, well, therefore, he's suspicious. He lives at this particular address, a part of town. Ooh, therefore, suspicious. They're not taking a man by his word, a man by his actions and deeds. This is how you see a saintly person, by their words and their deeds. Well, similarly, this is how you see a criminal. If they don't give you that, 
We have it on the, t- on the television all the time now. Mr. The President of this country or the Prime Minister of this country spoke today on the subject of the economy, and he said it's bad. And in the background, they have that person standing there speaking, but you don't get to hear him speak. They tell you what they want you to think about what he said. They don't let you hear what he said. Recently, someone was asking me something about a resolution that was made at a G20 summit meeting last year. I went, oh, never thought of that. Maybe there isn't information there. And I spent uh, several hours trying to find anything about any of the resolutions that were passed at that massive important G20 summit meeting and none of them, none of the documents, none of the resolutions are available. It's all completely gone. <laughs> gone. You have no idea what they what they agreed on, no idea what they discussed, no idea what resolutions they signed, no idea of any treaties or agreements or whatever. Nothing. It's gone. You're not allowed to know why? Because you'll see, oh, this isn't right. So they don't let you see it all. Then you don't conclude that this is wrong. So we don't have saintly persons leading our society. There are saintly persons here. Oh, yes. There are some great beings here in all religious faiths, in all walks of life, on all both sides of the tracks. But they're not getting press. They're not getting seen. If they do some uh, philanthropic activity, they feed a few homeless or uh, they get the sidewalks cleaned up or they stop artificial marijuana, synthetic marijuana, or they do something trivial, they'll get recognized, they'll get a plaque, they'll get a pat on the back, they'll get their name in the paper. But if they're actually God-conscious... If they're actually telling people to renounce these atheistic fools who run the world and act like a responsible human being and develop saintly qualities and purify themselves and their hearts and their families and their lives and do the right thing with their life force energy and their strength, ability, senses and working organs, they don't get press. They're laughed at. They make a joke of them. The real people, the real saintly people. I don't care what religion, I don't care what walk of life, I don't care what age, color, creed, caste, uh, anything. I don't care any of that. The real people whose consciousness has evolved, whose past selfishness, who's raised themselves to worrying about and working on what the Lord wants them to do as opposed to doing anything they want to do and try to get away with it. Because that's what society is being taught by the leaders, by the television, by the standards. Double talk, word jugglery, twisting the scene, spin on the story, deception, denial, deceit, theft, murder, lie. All these things are common now. It used to be if there was a murder, it was news. Now, it's every day, everywhere, some poor innocent person is taken out amazing we have drone strikes now they kill 50 people and three of them were insurgents rebels persons of interest the others were just collateral damage so we ruined four generations of a family so we killed a whole village so we destroyed these people's futures and lives and principles so we disregarded their right to live 
This is demonic leaders that are employing these things. This isn't a saintly person. This isn't any benefit to humanity. This is just simply destruction, devastation, abuse. So what is a benefit to you? A moment's association with a saintly person who makes you stop and think about the qualities of your own actions. That makes you stop and think about, do I actually have a pious goal of life? Do I actually want to achieve something uh, extraordinary? Am I actually trying to use all of my facilities, capabilities, and, and uh, insights to the best ability for a great result, to benefit others, to uplift the world? It's not being taught. It's not being encouraged. But it's essential. It's essential for every living entity to come out of his selfishness illusion. To stop being a fool and thinking that these temporary things is reward. So we need association of saintly people. And they're here. They exist. They're among us. The Vedic literature is all about the character, qualities, actions of saintly persons. Elevated, God-conscious devotees of the Lord. And their interactions in the service of the Lord. That's Vedic literature. It's the Lord's actions and instructions and the saintly persons who he is empowering or working with or developing uh, uh, benevolent activities for the benefit of human society. That's their goal. The Lord's plan and the saintly person's plan is the same. The upliftment of the fallen souls out of the illusion that they're these material bodies and that this material life is the all in all and there's nothing hereafter. That there is no perfection. There is no higher consciousness. All of these illusions are uh, under attack by the Supreme Lord. Why does he just wipe it all out? Because you have free will. And it's up to you to sort yourself out. It's up to you to take advantage of the Lord's desiring your upliftment. If you actually try to improve yourself, you get support by the Lord immediately. If you try to deny the Lord, he lets you. If you try to go down the path of life, a little bit oblivious, a little bit figuring it out, sometimes on the path, sometimes off the path, he lets you. He lets you use your free will how you wish to use it. So you have to have someone tell you, a saintly person has to meet you and tell you, use your free will correctly. And the Lord steps by your side and helps you advance rapidly to a higher conception of life above selfishness. We have a world that is killing itself with selfishness. It's dying under the selfishness of the leaders, the selfishness of the corporates, the selfishness of so-called uh, leaders of society. They're fools. By every definition, any perspective you want to take it, they're fools. Uneducated, uninformed, selfishly motivated people. They can't give you love of God. They can't give you a higher perspective. You can't give what you don't have. And a higher perspective of life means love of God, godly qualities, truthfulness, mercifulness. A kind, benevolent, uplifting person being a good example to the rest of humanity. Helping to educate the young properly with morals, principles, values of ethics. 
spiritual consciousness, everyone developing their highest esoteric values, their highest principles, their love of God, selflessness. This is what Vedic literature is about. This is what you're supposed to be working on. Don't listen to the fools among us. Raise yourself to your great potential. Read the Vedic literature, Bhagavad Gita as it is. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.